And good good evening. My name is Ryan Miner, and you are listening to a new episode of A Minor Detail brought to you by the Change Montgomery County Radio Network. Yes, that's right, Change Montgomery County. We're uh, a great organization. We're sort of new in Montgomery County. We've been doing these radio shows on and off for almost, gosh, what is it, five, four months, maybe six months? Um, we're having a great time. We've talked a lot about poverty. We've talked about some judicial issues. Uh, we talked about Baltimore, and we try to relate it back to the community. And I have an exciting announcement, and I'll go ahead and make it now, and many of you have already heard, but I have managed to solicit a presidential candidate to join the show next week. And I'm going to be having Governor Jim Gilmore, who is running for the Republican nomination for president of the United States. He's a former Virginia governor, and I've had an opportunity to interview him on another occasion earlier this year. And I think Governor Gilmore will be a fantastic candidate. We're going to talk about the presidential campaign trail. We're going to talk about probably about the race itself. And I think we're going to talk about how Governor Gilmore will turn America back to his vision, and I think we're going to talk about uh, some really fun topics. So next week, stay tuned, 9 o'clock, a minor detail, uh, Governor Jim Gilmore. But tonight, I have the honor and privilege to have a fellow Montgomery Countyan, uh, Henry Mutrafa Jr., and Henry is a current city councilman. Uh, he is a Republican, but nonetheless, it's a nonpartisan race. Mr. Marafa will be running for the Gaithersburg mayor, and uh, he is a really, really smart guy, and we're going to have him tonight on the show to talk about his mayoral bid, and he's going to be joining us in just a moment, and he's going to be calling into the show. But yes, there is a race, a mayoral race, this fall in November. It's going to be on November 3rd, 2015. It's going to be the city election, and they're going to cast their ballots to fill the balance of the term. Uh, for uh, Mayor Sidney Katz, and they're going to be casting their ballots for three at-large members of the city council. And, of course, elections are always held on the first Tuesday and after the first Monday in November in odd number of years. And uh, Henry has put his name to the ballot, and we're going to be learning all about him, his candidacy, what's most important to the people of Gaithersburg. And I think it's going to be a, a really fun discussion because – I haven't met Mr. Marafa personally, but I had reached out for him to come onto the show to discuss his bid, and uh, he was excited. So if you're listening in, I'm going to be having Henry Marafa Jr. tonight. We're going to be talking all about uh, his first city council race. Then we're going to talk about uh, his background, his family, where he went to school, and what he hopes to accomplish on behalf of the people of the city of Gaithersburg. There's a lot going on in Gaithersburg. There's a lot going on in Montgomery County right now. A lot of new development. Uh, it's all good. It's all good stuff. So we're going to learn about him. I'm just waiting for Mr. Marafa to call into the show. He should be calling in, in any moment now. And uh, so a little bit about the race. Uh, like I said, it's going to be on November the 3rd, 2015. And if you can't find your precincts, then you should go to www.gaithersburgmd.gov. And that is where uh, you can find out where you vote, your city, poli- your city polling locations, and on election day, they're going to be the polls will be open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. And let's hope that we get some good turnout. Um, it's always important that people come out 
to vote because if you don't vote, then you know you really shouldn't be complaining that much. <laughs> uh, but if not, if you if you choose not to vote, then uh, I encourage you to do that. Get involved with your local community. That's what changed Montgomery County. That's what we're all about. We want people to invest in their community. Call up your city councilman or call up your county councilman. I know that I've had George Leventhal on this show many of times, and he has uh, given the rundown on what's happening at the city uh, or on the county council level. And uh, I- I've gotten to know uh, Councilman Leventhal uh, pretty well over the last few months. And I have to tell you, I'm really impressed by the responsiveness and uh Throughout this show and throughout the the next few months as our kids are going back to school, I know that our kids are going back to school in Montgomery County Public Schools uh, in in the next few weeks. I want to talk about education education issues because I think they're vitally important. We want to know what's happening inside of our schools, uh, and it's so vital to the community to get involved with our public schools and uh, get people invested and learning more about how they can volunteer. And if you haven't volunteered, Go out and find a community group to do that. So think about joining the Lions Club. Think about joining a Rotary Club. I'm a Rotarian, and I love it. You always find a way to do something positive for the community and give back. And that's important in Montgomery County. We're so diverse. We have a big population of people. And uh, I am, I'm excited to see for the future. So like I said, we're going to have Henry Marafa Jr. on the the show tonight. He is running for the Gaithersburg City Council. Um, he should be calling in, and I assume that this is him. So I want to welcome uh, Mr. Marafa. Thank you so much for joining the show, and uh, welcome. Well, I'm glad to be on the show tonight. Thank you. So you, after nearly 20 years of serving on the Gaithersburg City Council, you decide to move. You want to move up to the mayor's seat this fall. So let's talk all about your uh, your current campaign, but let's start with a little bit of background information, Henry. You first ran for city council way back when. I think it was, what, 1995? 1995, I got elected to my first term. Um, I had been on the Board of Appeals prior to that. So I've been active with the city since 1993. Wow. So you you first ran for city council. Let's talk. Let's go way back to your very first city council race, and I'm sure things have changed so much since then in Montgomery County and Gaithersburg, but when you first ran, what was your what was your impetus to run for public office? Why did you want to do this? Politics is a can be a nasty and sometimes frustrating business. Tell us why you decided to run for office in the first place. Well, I tell you, I've always loved politics, and, uh, you know, as my kids were growing up, I was always involved with um, – you know, PTA was a president of almost of every PTA my kids in any school my kids were in. I was the founder and head coach for the Olney Track Club. And I ran that for about 10, 12 years, and then I was president of the Homeowners Association. I I just like to be involved in my neighborhood, and um, running for uh, public office was seems to be just a natural extension. Absolutely, and I tell you what, the Homeowners Association, now that is a job. My spouse, Kim, was the former president of our Homeowners Association right here in North Potomac, and we live in Potomac Farms right off of Dufeef Mill, and I got to tell you, I think she is pretty active in the community. She serves on a few different uh, boards, and uh, she said that serving as the homeowners president was probably her most frustrating but uh, most 
enriching experience. And I don't know if you share that same thought, but she said it certainly was interesting, especially when you when you have to uh, you have to work with so many different people, especially your neighbors. Yes, and everybody has their own ideas, and everybody's ideas are correct. And um, it gets a little dicey, but at the same time, as she said, it was very rewarding. Yeah, absolutely, and and it can be because then you get to learn who your neighbors are, and then you don't do one thing, you don't clean the pool this year, you you don't open the pool, you have to figure out how much money you have, which contractors, who's going to mow your grass, who's going to do this, who's going to do that, and she said it sometimes can be a real headache. So I think she's glad to be be away from that now. <laughs> yes, that's, so, about the, that's everybody's con, you know uh, conception of uh, of homeowners associations. But you know, you have to be involved. You have to give back to your neighborhoods. Absolutely, and you've done you've done a lot of that. And prior, like you said, prior to your first city council election, you served on Gaithersburg Board of Appeals. Talk a little bit about that. What does that mean? Well, the Board of Appeals is um, is a very interesting, and I actually l- really enjoyed uh, my time on the on the Board of Appeals. You act as the um, the precursor to going to court. So when somebody has a, um, a beef with the city or they're thinking about suing the city, the first the first thing they do is to come to the Board of Appeals, and we we you know rule in their favor against them, um, make suggestions. And um, then they always have the right then to appeal and go up to a higher court. But uh, you actually play the role of a judge. And, and uh, you know, that also gets to be very dicey but also very rewarding because you really do get a sense of what the city's all about and uh, what the complaints are. And, it's, you know, you, you help some people and some people just stay mad. But um, it's, um, it really gives you an insight. It's a good training ground for running for public office. Yeah, I, I would imagine, and mm-hmm. I, I've talked to city councilmen and other county councilmen, and there's there's a board of appeals, of course, at the county council level, and yes. uh, my and uh, so I've I've learned all about that, and I've taken that in, and uh, that's that's certainly an interesting position to be in, and one of where you can meet a lot of people and and collaborate and really learn how uh, county government and municipal government works. Yes. I mean, that is a perfect learning ground. Absolutely. And you were also appointed in uh, 1985 to serve on the Maryland Physical Fitness Commission. Let's talk a little bit about that. (coughs) Well, I've always been involved with sports. Um, Early in my career, I ran track at Maryland. And then when I went to Southeastern University, of all things, I I actually had a basketball scholarship, even though I'm not a seven-foot giant. (laughs) Um, And so I've been active in sports. And as my kids grew up, I had a couple of my kids were very, very good athletes, and I started coaching the the Olney Track Club, which grew to be a fairly sizable group of kids, about 120 kids, and I hauled them all over the country and um, got very involved in the sports in Montgomery County and in Maryland. And then the uh, governor appointed me to um, the Physical Fitness Commission, which runs uh, a lot of the the, uh, events in the in the state and at the same time sets up policy for kids and how they can go about their athletes it was a i really enjoyed it and um, was very active in that in that group i actually ran a lot of um, big state meets we we had a um, a big uh, track meet we ran up in in uh, baltimore at the uh, university up there and we attracted about 2500 kids from all over the country and we had a, a number of kids who were little guys then, and then became Olympic stars later. 
So we gave them a good start, and um, I just loved athletes and stayed very active and played softball myself until I was, um, you know, way up in uh, age. And and so uh, I, um, I've always been involved in sports and helped my kids along with that. Yeah, speaking of that, you graduated from Montgomery Blair High School in Silver Spring, and so you must be a lifelong Montgomery County resident. Yeah, I grew up in, in Washington, D.C., moved in Montgomery County uh, back in uh, 1953, went to uh, Montgomery Blair. I actually graduated from Wheaton High School. I went to Blair one year, and then they opened Wheaton, and they um, moved us out there. So I've, I had both schools and was actually a graduate of Wheaton High School. That was Wheaton High School's first graduating class. And that was what, you say 1953 or 54? 1956. That's 56, when I graduated. Okay. My, uh, I, didn't to, my gra- I didn't want to tell anybody how old I am, but there, there it is. <laughs> hey, my my grandmother was, uh, she were, they're, they're from Hagerstown, and they, they grad, she was the first graduating class at South Hagerstown High School in 1955. And uh, wow. so, yeah, yeah, it's, that's that's really cool. And then you went to you went off to college and uh, you earned two college degrees, uh, one in engineering from the University of Maryland, and then a bachelor's of business administration. Um, yeah, right. And I moved downtown and yes, played basketball with Southeastern, and um, and got a business management. And the combination of the two was probably one of the best things I've ever done, ever ever done because I've been self-employed most of my life, so I was able to to you know actually have a trade, but at the same time I could run a business successfully. So yeah. it was a very good matchup. And you worked as a contractor. Uh, you you and, and and then so part of your bio, I'm reading that it, it included high profile projects um, such as the construction of Disney World and the World Trade Centers. Did you have part in building those two, or did, did yes, were you involved? Yes, I was involved in a, a lot of major buildings. Um, and people said, "How'd you get on all those buildings?" Well, when I had my contracting company. Um, you know, this is what they were building. So I worked on the World Trade Center, worked on Disney, on the first four buildings at Disney, and then uh, worked on the Metro downtown, um, did some contracts down there. I did uh, the uh, U.S. Steel Building in New York City, uh, telephone building. I did a CNA building up in uh, – I had a product that was applied to all these buildings of fireproofing. And so I did, I wasn't involved in the general contract. I was a subcontractor, but got on all the buildings. And wow! So I had a pretty varied, you know, experience in the business world of contracting. And you've you lived in Gaithersburg, uh, and with your wife Donna, you have mm-hmm. five children and six grandchildren. And I can only imagine how much of a blessing that is. It's unbelievable. Thanksgivings are a very unique thing at our house. Do and Christmases? I imagine so. In your family, do you have all the kids come to your house and and all the grandkids for Thanksgiving and Christmas, or did could they could they split back and forth between the different families? No, we keep the tradition. It's been handed down from my grandmother to my parents until myself. And now, all all the big holiday di- dinners are still done here. Everybody comes in, and with some of Donna's family from Philadelphia come down. So we end up with about twenty five people for for all the holiday deal um, dinners. So you, you and your wife, how long have you all been married? We've been married now. We've been together since 1979. Got married in 1983. So that's uh, you know we're we're now approaching 33 years of marriage, and and um, we've been together for a long time. That 
that is a blessing and, mm-hmm. and absolutely. Yeah, well, that was both of our second marriages. So we, okay, you know, we we brought kids into you know, and and I had three daughters. She had two sons. We merged the two families, <laughs> and became the Brady Bunch for yeah. you know, number of years. Well, that you know that uh, family is so important, especially because you need to rely on them for advice, for support, uh, for love and nurturing, especially when you're in the political world, which is. Sometimes can be dog eat dog, uh, as we right. both know. And uh, you've you settled in Gaithersburg, and um, what part, of, what portion of the city of Gaithersburg are you you live in? I live in West Riding. Uh, West okay. Riding was is a very interesting neighborhood. It's got about three hundred houses. It was the first neighborhood that was built in Gaithersburg, and it was built specifically for um, people who lived out here, worked out here in IBM and NIST, and. Um, so um, my wife bought the house. We got married. I moved in. I lived in Olney for, Olney for a few years. But we've lived here now. I've lived here since 1983. And um, great neighborhood. Um, just in, it's so The neighborhood is so unique. We now have, including two of my kids, there's about nine children who grew up here who have bought houses. So our grandkids only walk around the corner to get to our house. Right, right. Uh, mm-hmm. I I love Gaithersburg, and it seems like that there's so much happening. And when you first decided to to jump in uh, the city council race, let's go back to that race and let's talk about what was happening then. What were some of the primary issues when you first jumped in? What what got you really involved? And what, was there a single issue, or there multiple issues that you wanted to focus on? What what made you what endeavored you to become a public servant? Well, Gaithersburg always had a great reputation, especially on their um, Department of Recreation and their public works. But Gaithersburg only had, you know, a few neighborhoods. It was still a fairly small, you know, small uh, municipality. And um, I wanted to get involved and help attract businesses and new neighborhoods. And so we went through one of the greatest um, growth spurts ever in Gaithersburg, um, you know, during the uh, 90s and early in, 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 into 2000, we built, you know, Washington, Rio, Kentlands and Lakelands and Saybrook and Quince Orchard Park, all these wonderful neighborhoods. And uh, it's really a blessing. And then, you know, then later, the latest ones on coming on now are Crown Farm and Watkins Mill or, you know, uh, those are just just going to be spectacular neighborhoods. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you mentioned mm-hmm. Rio and a long time ago, we lived near Crown, so uh, you know, we're we're right off of Dufif Mill Road, and right. you just go down there, and you're you know five seven minutes away, you're in Crown, and our my my family, we love going there, we love going to Ted's Bulletin, uh, Coastal Flats, all the great restaurants, the Harris Teeter is great, but even before Crown, there was Rio, which that was a massive project, big expansion, and which brought so many new people into the area of Gaithersburg and so much new commerce. And it's and it seemed like that Gaithersburg was developed, um, it was in spurts, but then as soon as Rio was developed, it seemed like so many new people moved down this direction because they have that amenity close by. Can you talk a little bit about that project? Well, that's one of the very unique um, projects that we've ever endeavored Early on, you know, there was a lot of people who were opposed to any type of growth, and we had to withstand just a lot of people just saying no. And um, and we also wanted to get a serious uh, retail 
and commerce there. But at the same time, we were definitely opposed to big box. And so we talked to both Target and Coles, and myself and one other council member um, met with them and said, unless you make two stories or however you want to do it, you go up rather than big, we're not going to um, do the traditional big box parking lot and, you know, big store. And they hemmed and hauled and fought and finally decided that they would build the first two-story target. And now that store that's uh, in Gaithersburg at um, Washingtonia Rio is now the ideal store. They have, I think, built some 30 stores now with two stories, and they're, they're most successful stores. So we take a lot of credit here in Gaithersburg in being innovators and um, having a two-story Coles and a two-story Target was the, the first time those both of either of those stores had built two stories, and now we have a streetscape, and you know, and people just love going there. If you go on a go on a nice summer afternoon or night, I mean, there's just literally thousands of people there, you know, shopping and eating out, walking around the park. We now put a merry-go-round there. It's just a unique experience. I love the uh, the water that around yeah. the the facility and i i first got acquainted with uh with rio uh gosh probably 2000s and then when we when i became official citizen of montgomery county i find myself spending uh a lot of my extra disposable income over at rio and and let's talk about that uh i want to talk they have some really fantastic restaurants uh and they took one of my favorite places away recently the macaroni grill have you ever eaten there Yes, um, I don't know what happened. We were sorry to see the macaroni grill leave, but they had corporate problems, and I, we we talked to them, but um, they closed a number of stores. Um, I don't know; it was something to do with management, but uh, we were sorry to leave them, uh, see them go. But um, you know, they were a big hit here. But you know, all the other restaurants have filled in, and you know, restaurants come and go, and there's always. Yeah problems but um i'll tell you you go down there now and and uh, with the new uh, pub that's there and all the you know the change of some of the stores i mean there's always huge crowds oh yeah yeah we went down um i came gosh it was uh may 5th so cinco de mayo and there was a massive crowd in front of uh juan julio's uh the uh one of the the mexican restaurants that's become very popular and i've eaten many times there's not many seafood selections in Montgomery County, but uh, Joe's Crab Shack is probably one of my favorite places to go for. Yeah, my grandkids love uh, the Joe's Crab Shack, so oh, so that we we have family outings there occasionally. Yeah, and then if you if you go on down, um, I, I really like uh, Copper Canyon, and then mm-hmm. uh, we shop at Joseph A. Banks. We love CPK. The kids just love their pizza. And uh, I love that they also have a, uh, I think, is it the Marriott that's right there as well? One yes, of the hotels? Marriott. Mm-hmm. There's two Marriott. And then the big draw, of course, mm-hmm. is the movie theater that we go yes. to quite often. And um, we haven't been to too many movies lately, but uh, we, we definitely, that is our, our, our first stop that we, we like to go. And Rio is so family-oriented, and I always see um, – a diversity of families that are there, especially on the weekend, Sunday afternoons. And one of my favorite places to go, of course, is, as you previously mentioned, Target, the two-story Target. We shop there all the time. We get our, you know, we buy clothing, we buy uh, foods and and household necessities. 
and then we'll slip down to uh, Barnes and Noble, and it's just a really great place to spend with your family. Um, and I, I, the development, and you, you mentioned earlier, smart growth. And I want to ask you, Henry, did you have pushback on Rio when you were first considering it? Well, I tell you, we had more pushback. I mean, we even got down to the point where there were lawsuits, but we prevailed. And um, there were a lot of people who wanted to keep that as a what they call open space and a, um, a park where people could walk. And we, and my argument was, you know, this was too a valuable piece of property. It was just destined to be uh, a great place. And as it turned out, we won more awards over Washington and Rio. Um, oh, yeah. It's just a great place for families to go and enjoy any variety of entertainment that you want. What um, do you rem- What specific year did all this? Uh, did the building begin? Well, it, well, I was there. So when I first started, one of the first things I did in '95 was talk with the uh, Target people. So that was back in '95. Was when it had gone into um, some people had started building there, and the um, the whole area had gone into bankruptcy, and um, they were able to buy it, and they made a fantastic deal on it. And then came to us, and um, between Ed Bohr, our mayor then, um, and the council, um, we really sat down and had uh, long talks and came up with a concept that really seems to have worked tremendously. So the, yeah. um, we, uh, we had a lot of, lot of uh, fighting going on, but it, in the end, now everybody thinks, that, why wouldn't you ever build something that great? And uh, it turned out to be great. Perseverance so- wins in this business. As a personal anecdote, I know people who lived – I've worked in Washington, D.C. Uh, twice before um, on Capitol Hill and in Chinatown, and I have met and talked to many families who have said that they have moved out of D.C. because of the high cost of living and uh, have moved over to Maryland in Montgomery County uh, in Gaithersburg and surrounding areas and maybe North Potomac or some of the other areas around Rio, around Crown for those amenities because they have their shopping, they have their retail stores, uh, their great schools all around. And it's great when people say, well, we left D.C. and moved to Maryland because sometimes you hear people say, well, we're leaving Maryland and we're going elsewhere. So anytime anybody comes back, I always appreciate that. Yeah, well, Maryland, this has been a great, you know, Gettysburg has won numerous awards of being one of the best places to live, raise your kids, retire in. Um, Fortune magazine, a number of magazines have recognized us, and it was about all the growth that, and the, the amenities that we have, the, the the unique neighborhoods. I mean, you take the Kentlands and Lakelands. Like the Kentlands is a world-class neighborhood. We've had people come from all over the world to visit us and duplicate it in other countries. I mean, that's really been, but that, you know, that's another one of those projects that a lot of you know, a kickback. We fought hard for it. Um, people just were up in arms, and then, as we started building it, they began to fall in love with it. And now, you know, it's one of the greatest neighborhoods of the country. Right. So, right. And uh, you know, I I agree. I think it. I think Montgomery County is. Uh, it's just a blossoming area, and what's also great is that we're we're close to the the red line, uh, and. You can slip in and out of, of the city uh, in a day's time. It, it you know takes really no time. Uh, there's so much going on. Um, our kids go to. Uh, we have one that is starting middle school, 
and mm-hmm. uh, we have another that is still in Trevilla Elementary School right around the corner, and we are so pleased with their teachers. We love the education system down here, and uh, we were, were were sort of interesting. Uh, we're, we're, we're following uh, the superintendent search, which has been made national news, and we're we're following very closely because we're interested to see who new, our new school chief will be, and I. I bet that education is a topic that comes up quite frequently in your line of work and as a former city councilman and someone running for mayor. What what type of questions do people ask you about the education system and how Gaithersburg works with Montgomery County Public Schools? Well, this is one of the unique things about Gaithersburg. We get all the blame for the school and none of the credits because we don't build the schools. Right. And all we do, all you know, and all we do is recommend and lobby and and try to get you know good neighborhoods. But when we build neighborhoods, we get land set aside for schools, uh, the Lakeland's Middle School, uh, Rachel Carson. All that was was land that was um, deeded to uh, Montgomery County Public Schools, you know, because of our growth. So we work as partners with the uh, school system to try to get the very best schools and try to keep, you know, um, all of the 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 resources that are available. Montgomery County is still one of the best school systems in the, in the United States. Oh, yeah. And we but we fight a constant battle to try to to match growth with the schools and keep you know overcrowding. And there's this, that has been one of the toughest fights we've ever had because we're working as partners. We can't make them build schools and we and you know they you know we build houses and they say well where our schools are overcrowded this is a one of the big things that's going to come up in the mayor's race um and it's a very very um um it's a subject that's dear to my heart um we we instituted and I say we it wasn't me I voted against it a a uh, adequate public facilities ordinance thinking we were helping the school systems and saying if we don't build any houses the schools won't get overcrowded but all it did was limit our growth, and the school system says, well, if you're not going to build any houses, we won't build any schools. And, uh, you know, it's the squeaky wheel that gets greased. So now <laughs> we've come back full circle, and, uh, you know, I hate to say I told you so, but I did tell them that we were going to put it's put most of the city in what we call moratorium. We cannot build hmm. anything because of the school capacities. And the schools aren't going to increase unless we have more students and put the demand on them. So it's a really this is what well, this is what politics really comes down to is working together, various agencies, municipalities, and the school school boards and so forth, and coming up. Now, fortunately, um, you know our schools are still getting overcrowded, but you know overcrowded today is not overcrowded when I went to Montgomery County Schools. When I was, you know, at Blair and at Wheaton, I mean, it was right. nothing for us to have 35, 38, 40 kids in a class, and we got a great education. Now they're trying to hold it down to 25, 26 kids, and if it goes over that, they're overcrowded. And, you know, they're putting up temporary. So there's a, a battle, that what we call a, um, a continuing battle. It's like I said, we get all the blame, and uh, we don't always get all the credit, but we you know we work hard, and that's fine, as long as we still have one of the best school systems, which we do have in the whole country. Yeah. Um, this really that we won the battle, and like I said, now when we did Crown Farm, we donated 53 acres for a new high school. Now, whether the county actually builds a new high school or maybe they break it up and make it a middle school, but we did. It was the first time ever that a municipality had, in Montgomery County had put together a land for a high school. 
So we we actually had that land set aside as part of the annexation agreement of the Crown Farm. Yeah. Um, so if, if if anyone is joining the show now, I have uh, the distinct pleasure uh, of having Henry Marafa Jr., who is a Gaithersburg mayoral candidate. And if you're interested to call in the show, the number is 646-716-5971. And Henry, we're, we're talking about your mayoral bid. And I want to go back to some election history. Um, walk me through the... The, your 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 how many races that you won and uh talk about that uh in in present time so you started in 1995 you uh got on the council and uh walk me through your subsequent races well you know when you're elected in the city you're elected for 4 years but mm-hmm. we've changed some of the schedules because when I first got on board our elections were in April and then we moved it back to November to be you know con- you know consistent with all the other votings, but we're still elections. We have our elections in the off years, so the, so the election is up this year. And as you know, last year in the last year's election, our mayor Sidney Katz was elected to the county council, and uh, so we had uh, an open spot, and we appointed a mayor. We appointed uh, Judd Ashman, who was on the council with us, right. um, and so the mayor's race is now open. And um, it looks like Judd and I will be running against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had not run for mayor before because Sidney and I had worked together all those years together. And um, we had a good you know, re- a good relationship. We had a great team of people that built some great neighborhoods. And uh, rather than, you know, bring in, you know, and try to run against a, a friend and a, and a colleague, I, I was very happy to stay right where we were. And we just did some great things. But now that it's open... I decided that after all these years, it's time for me to look up and um, and then run for mayor, and then and you know culminate my whole political experience, hopefully as mayor. Yeah, uh, and and just an interesting tidbit. Now, this race, the city council race, is nonpartisan, and I just That's want to stress correct. that again. This race is totally nonpartisan. But incidentally, you're you're a Republican, and uh, yeah. and you've been a Repo- I'm assuming you've been a lifelong Republican. Yes. Okay. But, um, but- when I started off back in I don't want to say back in college, I think I was a everybody at one time was a Democrat. But when I first went into business, and um, I guess in the first time back in this in the '60s, I turned Republican because I was a small business owner. And, uh, you know, the, all the other things go. I, I, I like to tell everybody I'm really a, a, a conservative. I, you know, when you own your own business, you become a conservative real quick. And yeah. working with the banks and everybody, and, and, you know, I've been self-employed most of my life. So, I, I uh, you know, taxes and, you know, regulations and things are big issues with me. And so I really have taken a very conservative bend over the years. And being a Montgomery County Republican – might not always be the easiest thing in the world, right? <laughs> no, not at all. I think I think in the local joke is I'm the only Republican elected to office. Now we don't. I didn't get elected as a Republican. I get okay. in, uh, like I said. You like you said the, the races are nonpartisan. We do not introduce partisan politics into the city. But I think I, if in the whole county, I think I'm the only Republican that has been elected to office, other that- than our new governor. <laughs> So that is that is uh true with a caveat that uh a young gentleman by the name of Tommy Rodriguez 
was just recently elected as a Republican, I believe, in Kensington. And yes. uh, we're, we're very proud of Tommy, And but m- less uh, – the stay away from partisanship. We're glad that there, between Republicans and Democrats that instead of partisanship, we're looking for action. We're looking for people that are going to inevitably and ultimately and invariably represent the people. And you have done that, and you have made public service a big portion of your career. And uh, so now, like you said, you're at the culmination of your career. And uh, are, now, I may have been mistaken, Henry. Are you currently mm-hmm. on the city council? Yes, I am. I'm on the okay. council, and I don't have to. And I have two more years, and I don't have to give that seat up. Oh, okay. So, so if I if I don't make the mayor, I'm, I will still be a city councilman for two more years. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk a little Which bit a about. It's a very nice way to do it. I mean. And you know that's fortunately that's you're able to do that at at, at the municipal level uh, level. You, you very rarely do the municipalities make you give up your office to move up or to change, you know. And uh, so it's a really nice luxury. Um, at, at this level, it's not really about politics. It's about people who want to work and help you know their communities and their states and their counties. And so um, I'm very fortunate in being able to keep my seat. And then if I and then if I make mayor, then I will resign from the council, and another slot right. will open up. Right, right. That's uh, mm-hmm. and that that that's fortunate because now you have an opportunity to to focus uh, solely on your mayoral bid. So when did you right. first decide you were going to run for mayor? Well, when when uh, Sydney got elected to the county, um, then it became quite obvious that that I would like to be, have been appointed the mayor, but. You know, we did it the secret ballot, and um, Judd won out by one vote. And the, um, you know, as we said, with you know, life goes on, and we work together. But now that the chance to run for election, I have opted to take that because I think my experience, I think my vision for the city, and those are things that are important on a mayor. In the city of Gaithersburg, the mayor does not have a vote, um, as the city council people do. So the mayor is elected to be the flag waver for the city. So that would give me the opportunity to go out, talk to businesses, talk to developers, talk to neighborhoods, and try to get some of the good ideas of what you know will happen in the city, and then come back and then help guide the council to come, you know have correct votes and and to bring the businesses and bring the neighborhoods in. So that's a role I think my background um, really does. I had some nice compliments. I'm very active in the National League of Cities, and I was on their board of directors. I'm now currently on their advisory council. I'm also on their economic uh, development committee. I used to own past chairman of that mm-hmm. because of my business um, background. And I've gotten some really nice comments from my colleagues across the country who said, you know, some of the ideas that I had in my meetings and so forth for the National League of Cities, they've actually incorporated um, in their cities. And I thought that was a real nice compliment pat on the back. And I just have a vision of where I think Gaithersburg needs to be. Yeah. And looking at the issues that people are going to vote on, and I'm hoping that even in this off-year election that people are going to show up to vote. I know everybody, a lot of my friends and a lot of the people that uh, I am associated with or following very closely this uh, presidential election would 
seems like it's gone on forever, and it's just sucking up all the air. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. that people uh, that parlays over into a local election that people are going to be excited enough to come out and vote. And uh, let's hope that they do because you see sometimes these off year elections. There's it's it's like there's no there's just a very few uh, percentage of people who actually show up to the polls. Do you think it's yeah. going to be a good turnout this election, or do you think it's going to be a little weaker? Well, I think it'll be a good turnout because any time that the the mayor seat is open, they always get more votes. But still, this is a battle we have fought for a long time. Yeah. Um, Gaithersburg very rarely gets more than 10, 11 percent of uh, the voters out on an election. And uh, we would really like to do you know things that would increase that. But, you know, you can only do so much. Sometimes you can also take it as a compliment is that people say, well, you know, we love Gaithersburg. It's well run. We don't have any debt. You know, there's nice neighborhoods, there's good places to shop, good schools. You know, what's the big deal? And so we can take it that way, but at the same time, you have an obligation to say, I'd like to see how my city's running. The way you do that is to come out and vote. Absolutely. And one of the issues that you're going to be talking about is – the economic issue, and that's always front and center when you go. And so let's talk about the economics of Gaithersburg. Uh, what is the annual budget uh, for the city of Gaithersburg? Well, this year was the highest ever. It's uh, approaching $65 million. And um, we've had, uh, you know, we have some really nice neighborhoods coming up. And as the tax rolls increase, obviously, the, the uh, city. Um, is the beneficiary of that. Now, one of the nice things about Gaithersburg, when you're talking about economics, first off, we have no debt. We don't we don't borrow money. We pay as we go. We have money set yeah. aside for all of our projects, and then we have some really nice projects that are coming on. We've only raised the rate of tax one time in 48 years, and we're still even that one time we did it was during the height of the recession. We are still one of the lowest tax municipalities in Maryland, hmm. and uh, but you know be, we have you know a, a very very solid tax base, and uh, we're able to run the city very well. Yeah, and there's many services that the city of Gaithersburg provides, and I'm just going to list some of them. So you have animal control, community services, economic and business development, environmental services, facility rentals, housing and neighborhood. Uh, licensing, online services, passports, permitting and inspections, planning services, public safety, public works, recycling, and then you have senior services. And and, and I want to just focus in on just a few of those services. As part of the budget, what do you see is the the biggest chunk of your annual operating budget? Well, the two biggest ones, I'll put three. The biggest one is the public works and Department of Recreation. And then we have a good, solid police staff. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of the money goes into those. And then, you know, we have Senior Center and all the other things that you listed. But uh, we pride ourselves in having one of the best um, Department of Recreations in the country. Um, Some of the summer camps are just phenomenal for young kids. Mm-hmm. And all of my grandkids have participated in it, and uh, you know, and all the neighbors come up, and they're constantly trying to say, well, you know, we got to get in early because they get crowded. They, they, you know, they book them up fast, and that's a real pat on the back for our rec department. Yeah, and I, I've I've seen many of those services in action, and 
I, I really love the old town feeling when, it, when you go into Gaithersburg. And what has always caught my eye is there seems to be so many different railroads that go through Gaithersburg. <laughs> um, what, what's the history on that? Well, you know, Gaithersburg started off years and years and years ago as Logtown. We had a railroad coming through, and they did a lot of forestry work here. And the railroad was always a, a very key part of our city. And in downtown Old Town, there was the at one time was the end of the tracks where the trains actually turned around the Y site, and uh, you know a historic place. So the railroad has always been a very very solid part of the city. Um, it has its pros and cons. You know it's very difficult to travel from one side to the other because you have to build bridges and railroad crossings, and you're constantly fighting with the railroads because they don't want too many crossings. Um, but you know we've we've have um, you know survived all these years uh, and um, you know still making it. Now the old town area is an area of very big concern of mine because that area has really come on some hard times. Um, we got some really good starts. We have Archstone and we have Hidden Creek that we built in there. We have Danac and we got a really good start. But what's happening now is we cannot attract the businesses and or the restaurants that uh, we would like to have there. So the, my goal now is on the economics of Old Town, the uh, 355 Frederick Avenue Carter, and bringing Lake Forest back to its heyday. Yeah. That's a very big challenge, and uh, you know, but you have to start somewhere. And uh, we've we've been trying to do it. We're we like like we say we're always. One step behind, if we can just catch that one step up, um, and you know we're going to change the demographics. We're going to bring some high, you know, some new high-speed buses down 355. Uh, that's going to help a lot. And then we're going to take some real big, you know, um, um, pushes to get some businesses here. Now, one of the things that I have talked about that I and I've looked at, and we've actually have some plans drawn up, is that I would like to take the fairgrounds out in the big parking lot and put an arena there. Mm-hmm. Now, two things happen if we put an arena there. One is the fairgrounds itself gets to stay because now they have a big moneymaker sitting on their piece of property because they own that land. And then we will provide structured parking all around it. We're going to try to to attract, you know, high school basketball, um, you know, weddings, graduations, art shows, conventions, um, some sports, ice hockey, all of those things there, and that hopefully will entice new businesses, new restaurants to come on 355. So it's a long-range plan. It's not something that can happen overnight, but you got to start, and you got to start now. We've done some drawings, and you know, some issues, always issues on anything you do, but perseverance wins if you do it properly. And we hope I we're agree. looking at the right way to do it. And it seems like you per you have. Uh, amassed much perseverance in your career. And so if you were just by chance knocking on my door and you were giving me your your uh, your, your pitch for why I should vote for you and when you go out and talk to citizens, uh, I assume that you have uh, a quick uh, rundown of, of why people should elect you for mayor. I want to hear that. Can you tell us that tonight? I certainly would. Um, first off, you know, I tell everybody I love Gaithersburg. I live in Gaithersburg. All my kids, most of my kids live in Gaithersburg, and four of my grandkids out of the six live here. 
I want Gaithersburg to be great. And I have been in, you know, instrumental in helping it to become one of the best places to live with great communities, good shopping areas, but that never stops. And I'm the one who keeps pushing for even better uh, neighborhoods, better communities, better shopping, better restaurants, and I will always continue that battle. So I'm the guy who, if you want to live here and live and have a quality of life, good schools, good neighborhoods, and a good place to, as we say, to live, work, play, and learn, I'm your guy. Yeah, uh, and I'm assuming that, that since you've announced your, your campaign for uh, Gaithersburg mayor, have you been out and about knocking doors or talking to people and, and getting the message out that you're running and, and the reasons why you're running? Yes, I have. Um, I tell you, I have, it, it's very nice when when you've been around as long as I have because I've had literally a lot of the businesses, a lot of the developers, a lot of the people who bring commerce to this city are all glad that, that I was going to run. Uh, they were worried because I've always been their champion on getting these good projects. And, um, and that's how you build good cities. Uh, as I keep telling people, no city becomes great by doing nothing, and uh, and I look at back at my you know the background and the team that I was with that built that great business boom from the Rio to the Kentlands to the Lakelands et cetera et cetera, Washingtonian and all those areas, um, we've really made Gaithersburg a place to be, and we've been rewarded by it, and I want to continue that by now going to the east side. Those neighborhoods at one time were great neighborhoods and, you know, still have nice neighborhoods. But it's time now to remodel and to bring them up to speed, track new restaurants. But more importantly, I think we need to bring jobs here. I mean, Maryland, we are fighting two battles. One is that we're fighting the battle for Gaithersburg. But Maryland overall, because of the taxes and all the regulations that were placed over the last few years, we're losing jobs and losing people very fast, and we're trying to overcome that and fight the state and, and you know, just make the battle Gaithersburg. And um, we've been very successful, but it's a it's a tough battle, and you just keep fighting. Yeah. You're home to more than 4,000 businesses. Uh, you're in the heart of the Washington-Baltimore area, and you're the fourth-largest retail market in the United States. Repeat, fourth-largest retail market in the United States. Mm-hmm. And this is a central corridor, and there's many prominent businesses that are located here. And in the city of Gaithersburg, are there any tax incentives for people that want to relocate and put their business in downtown in the city of Gaithersburg? Well, we have, you know, on the economic side of it, we have a team that um, under Tom Lonegren that really works hard. We have a, um, a, a set-aside monies to help people that will want to relocate here. We have uh, helped them if they want to expand their businesses here. We uh, have incubator that we put together. We've worked with the county with their incubator to attract businesses. Um, we will stand up and put money where our mouth is. And uh, what we do is say, you come and be, present a plan to us. We'll negotiate. We'll work with you, you know, like we did with Metamune when we brought them in here. We worked with the county, the state, Um to, to get them here, and we're very successful. So we we will listen to people and say, what can we do to help? And I will continue that. To the you know, to the, I mean, we have one nice thing about when you have debt free, is that you do have money set aside that you can help people grow because in the long run, 
we all win. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned earlier you uh, your public works, and uh, that's mm-hmm. obviously one of the bigger chunks in your budget. And I'm just curious, how large is the police force in, in the city of Gaithersburg? I think we're approaching now 60 officers. Um, we still share that responsibility with the county. We use the same dispatcher. As we tell people, when you have a problem, you don't care if the county car or the city car arrives, just as long as somebody arrives quickly. We work right. very close with them. Now, we also do a lot of neighborhood policing, which means we're involved in the schools, we're involved in neighborhoods to uh, make sure that everybody has a nice, safe life. Uh, Gaithersburg overall is a very, very safe city. Mm-hmm. Um, like any other city, we have our problems, and we you know, we're very aggressive on them. Um, and um, but you don't hear very many things happening in Gaithersburg. Very safe. Um, so we spend a lot of time on that, and we have great, you know, that our new chief that's been here now. Well, I guess he's been here almost what four years, and just done a superb job. Oh yeah, uh, Marianne yeah. Riverett, who was here forever. You know, she um, she got that thing started. Started off with about three officers, and now we're like I said, we're up to sixty. But uh, going back to what you were saying, also that makes us great is public works. You know, our reputation is that nobody removes snow better than Gaithersburg. We've had people complain. This is a funny, funny story. People complained that they didn't think the roads were bad until they left Gaithersburg because we did such a good job on the streets. So, um, you know, so we do take care. We take our public services to heart, and um, you know, our staff just works overtime to keep everything you know running good. Now let me ask you: Does your chief of police does he report directly to the mayor? Yes, or did, um, the mayor okay. council. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so let me ask you: uh, As part mm-hmm. of your uh, your city code or your charter, um, what are some of the specific powers enumerated to the mayor? Well, the mayor, uh, like I said, does not have a vote. He has veto power. He is able to go out and uh, and uh, negotiate and, and talk for the city. And to attract businesses and you know and in uh, development, and then help guide that whole process through the council. Gaithersburg is one of the few cities in Maryland that you know that has zoning power. That's a very very important issue that you know Bowie, um, you know and Laurel, Rockville, Frederick, and us have the zoning the ability to do zoning, which means we are our own uh, des- masters of our own destiny. And um, that's how we can, you know, help you know, build these neighborhoods because we do the zoning there. That's a very, very important responsibility. We have a great staff that works, you know, to to get everything done. Works together with us. We approve it. We get it budgeted, and approve the monies. And and uh, it's a it's a a, a great price uh, process. Um, Gaithersburg is a very, very well run city. Mm-hmm. And um, you have an opponent, and so I guess maybe one of the questions that you're going to be asked by people in the public, what separates you from your opponent? Well, over the years, um, I've always been known as the the fellow to come to if you want to to build new neighborhoods or bring businesses. I'm the pro-growth and pro-business guy. Um, you know, in the past, the the the, the, the present mayor and um, a couple of the other council members have fought some of the neighborhoods and actually voted against bringing them in the city. But we've persevered. So that when when we're running here, the uh, business um, community 
and the development community is looking, hopefully looking for me to become mayor and help them. Some of them have actually said they would almost rather have me be on the council with a vote, but then they look at it and say, no, I can do more help uh, as the mayor because then I can get out and, and really talk to the people, talk to the um, about the, the projects. And also at the same time, I'm not opposed to telling them to say, this won't sell in this city. This is not what we want. Come back with a better plan. And um, so when when they come back with a better plan, uh, it just makes their path much easier. And I have that vision that because of my background in business and, you know, mostly in the construction side of it, major projects, I know what it takes for somebody to build a neighborhood. I mean, that's not something you just do overnight. Um, there's a lot involved, a lot of money at stake, lenders involved, right, right. you know, you know, contractors, everything. And it's a very, very involved process so hmm. very interesting so um you the election is november 3rd and uh what has been your process for campaigning have you been out knocking doors or community events and maybe doing some sign waving or yeah, most of the, the work you know in the early stages is doing all of the background you know knocking on a few doors to keep key people key businesses keep um, and talk to them about it and making sure that then you know, you're going to have the support. I've had just great response from everybody. Great. So we really start now. I think you'll find now in the next couple of weeks things will start really, you know, um, ramping up. And Labor Day is usually the kickoff. One of the things I hate to see is us go back like the – like they do on the state and federal levels now where you got, you know, you're campaigning year-round. We used to do it in uh, October, and now we do it in, you know, late August, September, and October, which is good. It gets people a chance to, you know, to see who they, you know, they're voting for. We have a lot of good candidates out there. and mm-hmm. uh, But the main thing now is they really talked about people coming out and voting. You know, and uh, you know, and if they're coming out and voting, I hope they come out and vote for me. But more importantly, come out and vote. Yeah, absolutely, and it's important because the turnout is always the most right. frustrating aspect of it. Um, yeah, well, as the old story goes, you don't have the right to complain unless you voted. That's you right, part I, of that process. Yeah, before you before you came onto the show, <laughs> I said that you know it's important. You got to get out there and vote. You got to make your voice heard, and. Right. Um, so let me ask you, uh, just as we wrap this up, have you had Governor Hogan come visit uh, Gaithersburg yet? Have you seen him at all? No, we've uh, talked about it. We're, I'm supposed to get together with him with, uh, mainly because of uh, my background, you know, and for over the number of years and some of the projects I worked on. I know a lot of people down there, and we've been trying to get together with him, but he's had a couple of issues, and I think he's getting it. I heard a couple of good reports in the last few days, so... I'm probably going to get together, try to get together with him. We have some issues on some new growth. You know, we have that new interchange that we want to put in, and this all involves state monies. And um, so it's very important. And since we both are in the same um, party, we it makes the conversation a little bit easier and introductions are easier. So hopefully we can we can capitalize on that and. Uh, and make the uh, you know bring some more money in here quick because we have the we have the the, the uh, new bus system coming right. in. We also have the um, intercounty connector. We just finished building. Now we yeah. got the Carter City's transitway. You know, going in. These are all major projects that involve both county and state. Right. Um, so if we wanted to find you more information about uh, your campaign and yourself, where can we go to find that? Right now, if you just get on. Um, 
Um, you know, use my email, which is hmarafa at starpower.net, or you can go on. Uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff on both Twitter, on LinkedIn, and on mm-hmm. Facebook. Okay. Um, I will probably have – I have a website that's, that we're working on, but it's not ready yet for prime time. Wow. So, But that will be um, – you know, it's uh, – um, friends of Henry Marafa, and we, but that will be up in a you know in a short while. Well, you'll let us know, Henry. Mm-hmm. We're almost out of time. Thank you so much for joining us, and very very best of luck on your race. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, like I said, come out and vote. I will. All right. Thank you, sir. Take care, thank and you. have a great evening. Bye bye. You got it. Thank you. Bye bye.